Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Bea Bonner, and you're listening to Community Voices right here on NPR Illinois. And today, I am talking to Dr. Melissa Fisher-Payoni, author and child psychologist slash owner at the Springfield Psychological Center, and Christy Freeman-Stark, partner at Dim Art House and owner of Dig It All Designs. Ooh, that was a long introduction, <laughs> but I'm almost done. And they have their newest book, Dylan's Hero, a story of overcoming negative thinking, and it was just release and today we're gonna learn all about that and more and thank you so much for bearing with me through all of that so (laughs) thank you for joining me thank you thank you for having us yeah so starting right off on community voices you all know the drill we want to get to know the real you we want to know where you're from what's kept you here and what's going on in your life so christy we'll start with you you know tell us about yourself where you from oh this is fun because as an artist i put out artist statements all the time so artists love to talk about themselves (laughs) Uh, born and raised here in central Illinois. I'm Dr. Peony's sister. Just been an artist my whole life. Traveled and lived in Chicago. I do art fairs. Got into graphic design young and have just been in the creative arts basically my whole life. That's just so great and I can't wait to talk more about illustrating but we're going to switch gears here real quick and we're going to go over to Dr. Peony and hopefully you're not reading me right now and going to tell me what's all wrong with me and what I need to work on but I'm just so interested to hear what got you into psychology and why you know children. Well just to give a little background obviously I grew up with my sister out in the woods I guess (laughs) Um, and I moved around the country a little bit and then landed back here in central Illinois and got my PhD before I went into private practice I worked at SIU School of Medicine in the pediatric department Mm -hmm. so I felt like that was a good fit you know I think a lot of psychologists go into psychology because of their own psychopathology but that's not for today's discussion (laughs) But I own the Springfield Psychological Center with Dr. Michael Trieger, and I have been doing that for several years. And prior to that, I was, I had a short stint as a school psychologist. And so working with kids in the schools was a good experience prior to going into private practice. Well, I bet you saw and heard a lot. I have a a friend right now that is in school counseling and eventually wants to go into uh, school psychology. And I'm like, ooh, you got your work cut out for you. Mm -hmm. But I can't wait to hear more when we talk about these books because we've had an interesting last couple of years. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. And you all were busy during the pandemic while I was at home being lazy and just like, (laughs) what is going on in the world? But two books about the pandemic to help children kind of navigate. And I know one was kind of about, you know, social distancing and kind of staying home. And the other one was about mask wearing for children. So I'm interested to know, and anybody can answer this question, who approached who with this idea or how did these ideas come out that, hey, we need to collaborate and create some books to help out? Well, I was going stir crazy at home during the shutdown and the patients that I did see, we did some remote therapy or some limited in-office visits. They were really having a hard time with all the Mm -hmm. adjustments with staying home and not going to school, not going to practice, and then later having to wear masks when they returned to school. So it was a theme that I heard over and over again and, and writing a story about another character going through those same kinds of issues was something that I came up with while I was at home. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Dr. Peony, I'm glad you said that because I think oftentimes during the pandemic, a lot of people forgot about children and how they felt. A lot of people were just focused on, oh, I can't go to work. But you forget you're taking a kid out of routine. You know, mm-hmm. even during uh, winter break, my friends say, oh, my child went crazy being out of a daycare or school for a week. So imagine being out your routine for months. Do you think that since, you know, children and parents have read this book, are you seeing comments and reviews? that this has helped them process and go through that? And Christy, I might throw that question at you. Mm, Yeah, um, I have two kids of my own, so they definitely connected with the books. Mm -hmm. My daughter especially, she's 12 now, so she was like at that early time in her life where Mm -hmm. she was missing school, she was missing her friends. It's interesting, though, how resilient these kids are because... You know the the mask wearing they just glided right into it. They, it just became normal. Than some of us adults. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was just something that they could um, relate to and um, talk about. I think getting your children to talk about how they're feeling or you know how is it how are you handling this? It's just another tool to get mm-hmm. them to like open up about their feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one thing I really appreciated about these books is that you know parents can really understand. And it wasn't you know where it was for like two year olds or something, and they're like why are we reading this? But as I read it, I really took away things that, you know, even helped me. But when I look at the illustrations, and especially I think for kids, it's so hard to understand the concept of germs. Mm -hmm. and droplets and things like that because they're minuscule little things but the illustrations really made them kind of larger than life concepts was that Mm -hmm. something you all were keeping in mind you know Christy as you were Mm -hmm. illustrating and Dr. Pagnoni as you were coming up with some of these ideas was that something that was important to you know drive home well when Melissa gave me the manuscripts she's very uh, visual as well and would have an idea of what she wanted to represent what she was saying I had really good guidance as far as how to represent these ideas. And, you know, when I'm with my godchildren, I love them to death. But sometimes the coughing and the sneezing and the digging up the nose, I'm like, (laughs) ew, that's gross. And they look at me like I'm crazy. But I feel like for a child, it's so easy to open up a book and visually see it. we We have another book in the works here. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's being called Sneeze in Your Sleeve. <laughs> Seriously. My, my God, kids need it. So I hope they're listening and I hope their parents can pick it up. But yeah. if you're just now tuning in, we are talking to Dr. Melissa Fisher Payoni and we're talking to Christy Freeman Stark. And they have done a series of books almost during the pandemic. They did two books to help our children kind of figure out and navigate their way through this pandemic. And they just released a book about negative self talk, which we're going to to get right into today. So personally, I'm very interested to hear about this book. And I'm wondering, where did you all come up with this concept at? Is this something that you saw that needed to be talked about right now? Dr. Peony, tell us what's going on with our kids and students right now. Sure. Well, especially during the pandemic, I I felt like it was even more pronounced that the kids are having negative self-talk and more worries generally. And so I was looking actually for a children's book that used cognitive behavioral approaches Mm -hmm. to managing negative self-talk because that's kind of like the tried and true approach for therapy when when dealing with older people. Mm -hmm. And I, I couldn't find exactly what I was looking for. So I went ahead and wrote Dylan's Hero because I felt like I needed a character to illustrate some of the basic negative self talk patterns that we as adults and children experience. And so those are like the victim mentality, the worrier, 
the critic and the perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot more, but those are a few that I feel like we tend to have the most. So would you say that if I say to myself, oh, I look fat in that dress or, oh my gosh, I'm never going to understand how to do this in college. I might as well drop out. Are those Mm. some examples you would say come up pretty common? Yeah. Like that last one was definitely the the victim (laughs) mentality there (laughs) that it's too hard. I might as well just give up. And so we have to learn how to challenge those negative self statements. And, And sometimes we have to have a little help on how to do that, especially children. And so, you know, in that case, we'd want to say something like, I can do things a step at a time. Or the worrier is is very prevalent with anxiety. You know, the worrier tells us that, you know, the worst thing's going to happen. So what what if this happens? And so we really have to recognize like, oh, I'm listening to Wally the worrier again, (laughs) um, and, and come up with a different way of thinking about it, that I'm okay right now, and I can handle things. Well, I have to say, when I looked at this book, I'm like, oh my gosh, they are talking about me and that Wally the Worrier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Looking at the man in the mirror right there. Mm-hmm. And it was also interesting, again, as I'm looking at the visuals for this book, I'm like, man, putting a face with these different characteristics, that was an interesting choice. And it kind of reminded me of Disney's Inside Out when they yeah. put mm-hmm. a face to those negative emotions. Mm-hmm. What was the thinking behind that, Christy? I have to give that right over to Dr. Peony Uh-oh, again. Okay. <laughs> she um, not only is a child psychologist, but she's also a fantastic artist. She gave me some sketches mm-hmm. of what she thought that they should look like, and I just took those and refined them and kind of uh, brought them to life. So, yeah, she had a vision for all of the characters, really. Well, then let me ask then, is there some type of psychology behind maybe putting a face with these negative emotions and feelings? Is it easier for a child to grasp? Mm-hmm. It's, it's easier like if, if you separate yourself from that negative self-talk. And so with children, it's just easier to, you know, have a visual image that goes along with that. So like I said, you know, you could say, oh, that's Wally the Worrier again. So you you can separate that out from what you really want to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. I think it's so easy for uh, children to understand. But parents, on the other hand, if there are children listening to this us adults, we struggle too with this. You know, like I said, I struggle with it all the time. And half the time, I don't even know I'm doing it. So we know it's for children. We know the book is for children, but we know parents will be reading with them. And I'm wondering, how can we evaluate how they talk about themselves and others around children who may internalize these things? Like if a parent sees somebody out in public, oh, they look weird or they wear glasses, that's ugly, or something like that. You know, children are always listening, and so how can parents use this book to kind of evaluate what they're, you know, doing? She's getting ready for our actual next book that is coming out, <laughs> Ally the Ally. <laughs> oh, that's, or, or Moe's World. Or Moe's World, that's so you're hitting on all of our books. Other people's differences. Oh, right. I feel so good. Baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I do have a note to parents in this book about what this is about and about how to talk to your children about those. But also for parents, the last statement on my note to parents is challenge Vic, Pearl, Chris, and Wally together because parents need to do this too. Mm-hmm. They need to know to their children like oh I was listening to Vic the victim again so I need to say that in a different way and and just reframe because we you know we all make mistakes but we need to help kids see that maybe there's a different way of thinking about it a lot of times when I'm with my patients I, I draw when I talk and I have these diagrams and it's a leads to b leads to c so a is the situation so it might be an upcoming test or you know something that might be stressful B is the thought. So the thought could be 
this is too hard, I can't do it. And then C is the the feeling. And so if the feeling is discouraged, depressed, feeling defeated, there's a way to change that. We can't change the situation. Like we can't change that you're going to have a test, but you can change how you think about it. So that could be that I know how to study. I can study a little at a time. I can, I've done this before, you know, so you, you reframe that negative self-talk. And so the outcome leads to more confidence. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the pattern of, of how cognitive behavioral approaches generally work. I will be trying this mm-hmm. and I will report back and let you know how it goes because it is hard and we're only human. But I think once we recognize these behaviors and patterns, it becomes a lot easier. So, you know, I have a couple of more questions and Christy, I'll start with you on this sure. one. What's the process like of working together? Did, you know, illustrating and writing mm-hmm. these stories together create like a sense of normalcy during a time where everything was crazy and now that we're kind of back to normal is it still providing like you know that sense of positivity and relief oh yeah absolutely it's definitely fun to collaborate with uh, my sister and she's got a so many ideas and such a drive and we wouldn't I wouldn't have done it unless it was came from her to start with so I, I get to be the creative she trusts me and trusts my layout and trusts the backgrounds and the colors and she gives me the concept and just lets me go and you you don't get that kind of collaboration if you were working with like a, a big time publisher mm-hmm. or something like that so it's fun to do it together and just kind of work on it together and go back and forth but yeah illustrating a book is not easy I don't know if any other artists out there have tried to do this it's like creating like 30 different pieces of art and making them all look the same so I I spend a lot of time staring at other illustrators artwork and just being amazed by some of the artwork that's out there and how they put it together too well I'm amazed by you I was looking at these illustrations I'm like man this is beautiful especially uh when I looked at the book about mask wearing for children I'm like you made these masks so beautiful I even want to go get mine out and put it on right now so I know people are really appreciative and I just appreciate the art you've done on this book so I'm gonna go to Dr. Payoni same Mm -hmm. question what's it like working with your sister and uh give us the real tea oh you want the real tea (laughs) oh okay I listen to Pearl the Perfectionist a little bit too much. I have used this book toward her often. That's the best part about it, right? No, I think we work well together because she is kind of this free-flowing artist and she's got this awesome creative force and I am a little bit more type A. So, um, Good mix. I try to, yeah, Yeah. keep things on schedule and, but um, I keep her breathing. Right, yeah. Yeah. We we hold each other up. We want to hear about future projects. We want to hear about what else you're working on. It could be outside, working together, working separately. Whatever you want to tell us now, Dr. Payoni, I'll start with you. So there's two other books that, again, I've written, but I'm waiting for the artist to follow through. But it's all good. It's all good. So I get inspired sometimes just by what's going on in the world. And and after the George Floyd issue and racial tension and things like that, I wrote, again, I was looking for a book that I could have about how kids deal with anti-racism, mm. um, how to be an ally to other children. So I wrote, Allie is an ally. Wow. And and so that's kind of in the works right now. Um, and I'm excited about that one. And then another book that we collaborated on 
is Moe's World. It's about respecting differences in other kids. It's about a child with a disability. It doesn't say it explicitly in the book, but it's likely autism. Mm -hmm. And it's just understanding and appreciating other people for what they can give to the world. So I've got two books to illustrate. <laughs> right. I also she's also created a book of thirty um, oh, positivity cards. Wow! It's like a tarot deck of pow- the power of positivity. She did that during the pandemic as well, and I'm almost done with those. Those are going to be coming out soon. <laughs> um, just for myself, art fair season's coming. I'll be hitting the road and going to art fairs. Dim Art House has a year full of goodness coming. We have shows Mm -hmm. um, that we're collaborating with other artists on. So I do a lot of the um, digital work, the marketing, putting the events together, as well as running the studio with Jeff and Joe. You all are booked and busy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we can't wait to see what else you all do. And for those that are listening and they're like, yes, we could really use these resources. Where can they go to buy books and to look at what else you all are working on? DrPaoniBooks.com. That has all three and will have all of her books listed. Um, Any of her products will be there. There are links on that website to either buy directly from us or to go to Amazon.com and buy directly from there. And where can we go to check out art? DimArtHouse.com has all of the local art that we support. It's got a link to my website as well. Graphic design is DigItAllDesigns.com as well. And we do have books available in the community at Once in a Blue Moon and at Springfield Psychological Center. To listen to past Community Voices segments, visit NPRIllinois.org. Community Voices is a production of NPR Illinois. I'm Bee Bonner. Thanks for listening and good afternoon.